The following audio drama is rated PG for pretty good. You should experience lots of explosions with no body parts and a couple of swears. Parents should be ready to cover their ears. Hi there, this is Jeff Heimbach, creator of Return Home, and Return Home is the story of Jonathan Barker, who returns to his hometown of Melancholy Falls, New Jersey, after being away for five years. There's this unknown entity that beckons him back east to order, in order to unravel the mystery of what his hometown has become or has always been. So, reunited with his best friends Buddy and Amy, Jonathan must discover the secrets of Melancholy Falls and why he was told to return home. So, this episode is actually Episode 2, Part 3. Now, it may not be the best episode, maybe in some of your opinion, however, I think it's one of the most uh, strangest episodes. It definitely shows our, our range of how weird and funny and just bizarre the show can get at times. We are kind of grounded in reality and sometimes, and other times we just kind of go completely off the deep end into left field and the things get a little ridiculous so previously in this episode jonathan and buddy are investigating the strange portal in a young girl's closet that leads into this other world and from this portal these tentacles come out and try to grab everyone that's in attendance uh, of just checking out this this portal to another world so this is the third part of the episode the conclusion and just give it a listen and i hope you like it Thanks, Ichabod. Ichabod? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here checking out some very strange weather. But don't worry, Flip Spiceland is here on the scene and ready to report to you. We had some sunny skies earlier today, a high of 85, but some storm clouds have moved in over Blunder Ave, and oh boy, it's a doozy! Now, we're not entirely sure what's caused it, but the winds have picked up and the temperature has dropped to a cool 62. Well, it looks like there's some commotion going on here. People seem to be running and screaming from the house mark 302. Now, I'm not entirely sure what's going on here since I'm only the weatherman. So I'll stick to what I know. The winds seem to be picking up, with hurricane force winds coming in from what appears to be the front door of the homestead, and a light drizzle has begun to fall. If you had afternoon plans that involved being outside, you might want to reconsider. I'll be here keeping an eye on the situation, and we'll let you know what to expect soon. Back to Ichabod Adams in the studio. Ichabod? Ichabod? Help me! Buddy, wrapped in tentacles and fighting for his life, was being dragged toward the portal. Try as I might, there was no way I was going to get to him before he was gone. But friends don't let friends get dragged into portals by multiple interdimensional tentacles, despite how futile it seemed. I jumped to my feet to try to help any way I could. Buddy grabbed at the bed, the closest thing to him, to halt their progress, and it worked for a second. Thankfully, a second was all that was needed. Take this, you calamari son of a bitch! Carlton came from nowhere, swinging an axe in his hand. In one swift motion, he chopped the tentacles holding Buddy hostage, freeing them from whatever they were connected to. Thank you! Come on, grab my hand! I ran over, helping Carlton disentangle Buddy from the tentacles before they could regroup. A horrific roar came from within the portal, clearly in pain. We wasted no time in looking as the three of us ran from the room, slamming the door shut behind us. Is that it? Is it over? Based on that sound, I'd say probably not. Uh, I am covered in tentacle goop. I feel like I just came out of one of those adult animes. What do we do? I have no ideas. Buddy? Well, my first instinct is to run like hell. In this case, I think that's a pretty good instinct. Well, let's get the hell out of here. We ran down the hallway, into the living room, and out of the house. 
Well, this isn't much better. There was a storm raging overhead, probably brought on by the portal itself. The police had set up a perimeter around the house, blocking off access to it with the police tape, but a crowd had formed around it. Local news crews were there, trying to capitalize on the story. Toward the back of the crowd, we were able to hear a commotion coming our way. Get out of my way! Let me through! Zane came to the front of the line and tried to push his way through before an officer stopped him. Sorry, sir. Officials only be on this point. Get away from me, you brute! I am on the town council, and this is an urgent matter. Wow, someone's persistent. Zane made his way past the police barricade and over to where we were standing on the lawn. You idiots! Well, hello again to you, too. Do you have any idea what you've done? Um, no? I told you not to come here. You messed with something you had no idea what it was. Whoa, wait a second. You told us not to come? You gave us a look. Yeah, when they were talking about this during the city council meeting, you gave us a look that specifically said, go check this out. No, you fools. I gave you a look that said, stay away from this. It's beyond your control. And you'll only make it worse by opening a tear in space and time and complicating matters. That's an awful lot to say from one look. I think you need to work on your looks a little bit because we both got the same impression. It's a hole in time and space. Why would I ever want amateurs such as yourselves to come check it out? It took you forever to find the talisman. What makes you think you were ready for this? Binge-watching sessions of Stargate? Look, we honestly didn't do anything but look at it. No one touched anything, and we just sat there and watched them throw stuff into the portal. Oh, wait a second. That makes way more sense now. See, buddy, I told you this was going to bite them in the ass. Do you have the talisman with you? Um, yes, of course. I have it on me at all times, since you really stressed its importance the other day when you kidnapped us. The mere act of having it in such close proximity to the portal must have set it off. What happened? What came through? Just a bunch of tentacles. No big deal, though, because Mr. Mendelssohn chopped them off when they grabbed me. Speaking of, does anyone have a towel? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Just one no would have been fine, thanks. What's wrong? Well, I mean, aside from the obvious. Is that all? Did you leave it at that? Did you leave the tentacles where they lay after they were severed from the rest of the body? Well, yeah. I certainly wasn't going to pick those things up. Then that means they are free. Given enough time, they'll... Oh, no. They're what? Do you hear that? Don't change the subject. It's rude to not finish what you were saying. Now, what will they do? Even enough time, they will start to... At that moment, the front door to Carlton's house exploded into a million splinters. The entire crowd, including us, ducked to avoid the impact. When the debris stopped flying, we turned to see what caused it and were rendered speechless. They will gain sentience and invoke their master's bidding. Standing in the doorway before us were two tentacles, one short one and one tall one. Both were standing upright, as if the small protrusions that now grew from their severed bottoms had become feet. Closer to their middle, nubs began to grow, as if they were sprouting short, stubby arms. The tall one seemed to think that his size meant he was in charge. He looked to the short one, and all the suckers where its face would have been if it was human all seemed to be smiling. They both turned to the crowd and let loose a noise we had never heard before. Are they... laughing? Of course they're laughing. That is what psychopathic tentacles do when separated from their host body. The body, while not entirely stable itself, at least keeps them in check. While they are free roaming, who knows what they can do? The tentacles charged out of the house and straight into the crowd. All hell broke loose as they began to wreak havoc all over Blunter Avenue. While the crowd dispersed, we ducked for cover behind a police cruiser. This is bad timing and all, but I could really go for some sushi right now. Wait, Zane, you know an awful lot about this. Have you dealt with this kind of thing before? In a way. Well, how do we stop it? We need to get them back to the host body, back to the portal. 
Then, if we get them close enough, they will reconnect with the hive mind and be under control. Okay, so let's do that then. The problem is, the longer they're away from the hive mind, the less they want to go back. If we're going to do this, we need to do this now. So how do we lure them back? Well, that part I'm unclear on. The last time this happened, I wasn't born yet, and the records are a little fuzzy as to how they lured them back to the portal. You mean this isn't the first time these portals have appeared in town? Never mind that now. We need to fix this problem first. How are we going to lure them back? Actually, I think I have an idea about that. Ladies and gentlemen, Flips of Iceland back again, still on the scene of Blunder Avenue, where the weather has taken a turn for the worse. Not only have the winds picked up significantly, but as you can hear from the commotion going on behind me, all havoc has broken loose in this little corner of Melancholy Falls. It seems to be that two tentacle-like creatures are running amok out here, one tall one, one short one, and just really being a general nuisance. That said, somebody get those little slimy guys a sweater, because we got a high of 54 right now, and it doesn't seem to be getting any warmer. We'll keep bringing you updates to this weather situation as they develop. And now, back to Ichabod Adams in the studio. Ichabod? Buddy was gone for a few minutes as I continued to watch everything from behind the safety of the car with Zane. I was about to give up on Buddy ever returning when I saw him running back through the crowd holding a brown paper bag. When he got back to the relative safety of our hiding place, he took out a small plastic container. Really? You couldn't wait to get sushi? As much as I would love to chow down on some spicy tuna rolls, these aren't for me. Well, maybe. Depends on if there are any left, but... Those tentacles are kind of like octopuses, right, Zane? In a way, yes. But the reality is they belong to a greater elder god, who in times past... Great, thanks. That's all I needed to know. Come on, Hansel. Buddy took my arm and pulled me back toward the front lawn. What are you doing? You're going to get us killed. Not if I can help it. Buddy tossed me a bunch of sushi and then began to throw them onto the lawn, a foot or two apart from each other. It took me a moment, but then it dawned on me that he was making a trail of breadcrumbs out of sushi. I began to follow suit. Oh, buddy, I knew we were friends for a reason. If I'm the beauty and the brains of this friendship, what does that make you? Um, apparently the bait. I looked up to see both tentacles had taken notice of us. They moved toward the first piece of sushi, and after they both sniffed it, they fought over who was going to consume it. The short one managed to snatch it up first, but then they both began inching towards the next piece, and then the next. Oh boy, they're awfully fast. I tossed my remaining sushi back to Buddy and tried to get the tentacles' attention. Lead the trail back into the bedroom. I'll try to slow them down and buy you some time. You got it. I grabbed a stick from the ground and tried to hit it against anything I could find to try to get their attention. Hey, hey, tentacles, look at me! Over here! Look at me! It worked. A little too well. Both tentacles stopped what they were doing and began to charge toward me. I jumped backward and jumped over the hood of the nearest car, trying to slow down their progress. For just being tentacles, they were awfully nimble. Uh, buddy, I don't think I can hold them off much longer. Just a second. I don't have a second. I'm coming in. I made a mad dash for what was left at the front door, jumping over the splintered remains of it and headed inside. The tentacles were right on my tail, eating up every bit of sushi between us at a rate faster than I could have imagined. I burst into the bedroom and nearly knocked Buddy over as he was trying to close the door. What are you doing? I'm not done yet. No time. Here they come. Before the sentence was even out of my mouth, the tentacles came barreling in through the doorway, eating up every piece of sushi that they could find. When they were done, they turned and looked at us. Hungrily. Uh-oh. Um, why are they not going back in the portal? Because the host hasn't recognized their presence yet. We need to alert it. Wait, did he follow you in here? Why does everyone insist on reappearing at this room at the most opportune times? Then alert it. They're going to get us if we don't hurry. Oh, no, that is your job. I'm just here to supervise. Ooh, California roll. Zane bent down to pick up the stray sushi on the ground and popped it into his mouth. As soon as he did, the tentacles turned to face him and started advancing. No, wait! What are you doing? I think you ate the last of their dinner, Zane. And it doesn't look like they're too pleased about that. Wait! Put me down! The tentacles bore down on him and lifted him above their... 
well, whatever passed for their heads. They started to march in towards the portal. Whoa, wait a second! We ran to stop them, but were pushed back by other tentacle arms emerging from the portal. They knocked us against the far wall and held us there, helpless to do anything but watch. Get off of me! No! Not in there! Zane! But it was too late. The tentacles did a heave-ho and tossed Zane directly into the portal. No! I can't watch! Is it wrong that I kind of want to? The portal swirled faster and faster until Zane was completely submerged within it. We saw him on the other side, floating silently in the erythralness all around him. He squirmed frantically and silently, and struggle as we might against the tentacles, we were unable to help him. The portal swirled and swirled, and then began to shrink. Why is it getting smaller? Did we do that? I have no idea. As the portal got smaller, the tentacles holding us back began to recede back into it slowly, seemingly having their thirst quenched by taking Zane. However, the two tentacles that threw him in, the tall one and the short one, were nowhere to be seen. Hang on, something is happening! Zane stopped moving within the portal suddenly and went rigid. His body turned horizontal, and he was spit out onto the floor before us. Within the next instant, there was a gigantic white flash followed by a loud pop. We covered our eyes to shield from the brightness, and when we looked again, the portal was... gone. Well, that was unexpected. Did we do that? In the interest of no one else being here to witness it, I'm gonna say yes. We saved the day! Yeah, but at the cost of losing Zane. Flip Spiceland back again, folks, reporting peculiar weather we've been having on Plunter Avenue. And as the old saying goes, things got worse before they got better. <laughs> and man, oh man, did they get worse. <laughs> but just as soon as it started, the cold front dissipated and the winds died down. We're back here to beautiful weather in Melancholy Falls with a high of 77 and a low of 68 later on this evening. Put away those windbreakers and call the cleaning crew. This place is a wreck. <laughs> and now back to the studio with Ichabod Adams. Ichabod? Within minutes, the police, the paramedics, and every civil service you can name, including some you can't, all swarm the house. For a few moments, Buddy and I just stood there, watching, staring at Zane on the floor, barely being noticed by anyone around us. He hadn't moved since he came out of the portal, and... We were pretty sure he was never going to move again. Dr. Marsh, the doctor I met at the hospital last week, came in at one point to call it. Excuse me. Dr. Marsh coming through. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me through, please. Gotta check this one out. Okay, let's see what we got here. Hmm, checking his pulse and... Nope, he's gone. Let's wrap this one up, folks. I'm calling it. Hey, anyone else craving sushi? We both walked out of the house in a daze, avoiding the commotion and making our way around all the debris on the lawn. So as far as first encounters go, I'd call that one... Uh... Failure? Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, we did stop the tentacles and close the portal. I'd still chalk that up to a mark in the wind column. But we also may have two psychotic tentacles running loose in the town, and Zane is dead. I mean, to be fair, he did kind of bring that on himself. But he was the only clue we had about this entire thing, and... Now he's gone. I know. I'm sorry, buddy. It really sucks. We didn't mean to get him killed. It's just that California rules are apparently so alluring, and he couldn't help himself. So we're kind of back at square one again in a way. We have the talisman. We have the assignment. We just don't have any idea what we're doing. Yeah, but did we ever really? Well, when's the next city council meeting? Every two weeks. Not a bad place to try again since it led us here. But can we head home? I really need a shower right about now. We started to make our way toward the gathered crowd to head back to Buddy's car. As we started to push our way through, the talisman began to glow warmly against my chest again. I stopped short, causing Buddy to crash into me. What's wrong? The talisman, it's radiating heat again. Uh-oh. Does that mean something is... Oh. 
Buddy's voice trailed off, but I noticed he was looking at something beyond the crowd. What is it? Do, do you see the tentacles? No, it's... He trailed off again and just pointed. I followed his finger, and leaning against his car was a face I wasn't expecting to see again so soon. Hey, buddy. Hey, Johnny. Amy. You ran out of the city council meeting pretty quick. I didn't know you were back in town. I, I didn't really plan to be, but then something came up. Are you staying for a while? I think it would be good if we got together. I hate to be the bad guy here, but this probably isn't the best time or place for this. Amy, maybe later you can... No, it, it's okay, buddy. She's right. We should probably talk, but not not here or now. Maybe another day this week? Yeah, I'd like that. I'll, uh, I'll give you a call. Is your number still the same? Yeah. Okay, cool. Good. It was, um, it was good seeing you. You too. Bye, buddy. Bye, Amy. Buddy and I got in the car, buckled up, and then drove away. In the side view mirror, I watched Amy just standing there watching us go with a sad smile on her face. When she disappeared from view, Buddy spoke up. Hey, you okay? Yeah, just a lot to take in right now. Why don't we call it a day, huh? You bet. Dinner at the Lobster Shack? Yeah, I, I guess I can go for some sushi. Right, is this thing on now? Hello? Hello? Red light? Is the red light on? Okay, good. All right. Hello, this is Dr. Marsh performing the autopsy of a body found at 302 Bluntner Avenue today of one Zane Sanguine. Uh, Mr. Sanguine was found after the incident with the portal. Body was found stiff and rigid, and I called time of death when I arrived on the scene. Now let's just unzip this body bag here and get down to business, shall we? Huh. That's odd. Nurse! Nurse! Why is this body bag filled with rocks? Where in the heck is the body of Mr. Sanguine? Return Home, Episode 2, Whatever Lies Behind the Door. You just listened to Part 3 of 3. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Roscoe Soltrain, Forrest Orta, BJ Grip, Cleve North, Alyssa Ritorno, Michaela Onetto, Andrew Taylor, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. Questions? Comments? Crazed sentient tentacles on the loose? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Thank you.